Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. Yes, I am back from Arenal. I came back last week, and it was a lovely experience. And today is Sunday, the 12th of September already, in the year 2021. And so, that... Sorry for that. I just hit my knee. Um, That new moon last week was uh, intense. And it brought a lot of things to light, I think. And that's what, you know, the light comes back when we have a new moon. And it was in Virgo. And there were a lot of really good aspects. I mean, the sun and the moon made a really good aspect to Uranus. And Mars was talking to Pluto nicely. And Venus was talking to Jupiter. My God, how how good can you get? And... um, but it was still intense and it was still a turning point. And I think things came to light because we're supposed to move forward in a way that uh, maybe we weren't expecting just yet or maybe that we didn't know about in our own lives. And let me talk more about that. Um, So a lot's going on in the world and a lot has happened in this last week. Planets have changed signs and we're getting more planets changing signs in the coming week. And... I've had, I, I'll, you know, you go away, you wake up in the middle of the night, you think, oh, wow, yeah, like realizations come to you when you get out of your environment. And even though I love my environment, um, I think that there's an enormous, enormous amount of shifting energy right now. And sometimes we feel a little directionless during this. We each have our projects. We each have things to do. There's no fire in the sky. Right now, the moon is in Sag. That'll end in a couple days. But for the most part, there's no fire in the sky. And there hasn't been since Leo season, since the last planet left Leo. And, you know, there's a lot of heavy energy, a lot of division in the world. And I'm learning a whole lot right now about where we are and what's happening. And, um, you know, I always bring you more than just astrology. So I'm going to tell a story. Back in 2012, um, I was in New York. I was living in New York. And it was October. And my friend, who was a shaman, called me up and said to me, Hey, do you want to come meet the Mayans? (laughs) And I said what? (laughs) And, you know, he said, well, the Mayan elders are here. I said, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, he was a shaman and he helped bring them here, um, through some colleagues, um, you know, and it was really an interesting moment because we were shutting down for Hurricane Sandy in this very moment that I was on the phone with him. I said, you know, the, the, the city's shutting down. And he said to me, yeah, it's later. (laughs) I said, everything's closing. Nobody's going to be around. You got the Mayans here? Like what, what's going on? So what he basically told me was that he and a couple of other colleagues had brought the Mayan elders, the chiefs here from Guatemala here, not here over in New York. Um, and they were going to do a speech. They were going to give a speech at the UN within a couple days. But first on this particular Sunday that the hurricane Sandy was about to hit and we were shutting the city down that particular Sunday, um, the Mayans were going to talk 
at this church on the Upper West Side called Sanctuary. And if you live in New York, you may know where this is. There's a lot of spiritual events that go on at that church. So it's like 86th in Amsterdam, I think. Um, and so my friend invited me and I said, sure. And I invited another friend, but she couldn't make it. And and so I said, okay, when, when do you get to meet the Mayans, Deb? Um, and it's 2012. And I said, so, so how did you do this? Why are you doing this? Well, they're going to speak at the UN, he told me, because they want to straighten out this whole 2012 mess. I said, yeah, people keep saying the world is going to end or that the Mayans are saying the world is going to end. And the Mayan calendar ended on December 21st, 2012. But world didn't end. And so I said, okay, I'm coming to see the Mayans. When else was I going to get to see the Mayans? How does that happen? So I got myself together and I went uptown while everything is shutting down, completely shutting down and the subways are going to shut down. Everything's shutting down and I'm in Brooklyn going to Manhattan and I'm going in the opposite direction of everybody else as usual because I have Uranus retrograde rising in my chart and I'm always going in the opposite direction of everybody else. And so I was meeting going to meet the Mayans and I saw them there and there were these older men and they were all dressed in these these beautifully embroidered like clothing you know that that was probably their regular dress and so you know someone got up and talked and said this is what we did and we we want the Mayans to come and talk about what all of this 2012 business is about and um you know, when the calendar ends, etc. Now, obviously, the Mayans knew that they weren't dying and the world wasn't ending. And so they wanted to explain and describe what was happening. But they spoke Chichen. They did not speak English. And the primary audience members, you know, were only spoke English. And so other Mayans were there, people who were part of the Mayan community that came from Guatemala and, and, um, younger people, you know, younger, younger Mayans. There was a cute Mayan couple there, a young man and woman. They were very cute. And, um, I think they were either newly married or engaged or something, but they were very cute. And, um, and we, we sat and listened to them. They got up in front of the audience in this church on a Sunday and they talked in Chichen. And then someone translated from Chichen to Spanish and then someone else translated from Spanish to English. Okay, that's a lot of translating going on. And what was funny was the people who spoke Spanish in the audience and knew Spanish, they got the information before the people like me who spoke English. Um, and people who spoke Spanish in the room, when that joke was made or something, they laughed, they would be like, ha, 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 laughing, and we don't have the joke yet because it hasn't been translated to English yet. So this went on, they spoke for a while, and I remember the one elder chief Mayan, he was older and and looked very serious, and he had a, like a, you know, a rattle or a cane or something in his hand, and he shook it in the air, and he spoke, and, and he was with with vigor and passion, and I said, well, something important is happening here. And basically, they're trying to get the message across to the rest of us, um, you know, uh, I don't know what I would call us, <laughs> the rest of us silly people, <laughs> that the world is not going to end on December 21st, 2012. Um, 
So what happened? They were saying that we were entering a time of great importance, a time of great change, a time of great empowerment and beauty and unconditional love. And that we were entering this time and that we needed to be prepared for it. And, you know, they were saying that there was a major shift happening on the earth. And they were saying major things are happening. And, you know, to my estimation, yeah, big bad storm was happening in New York City and it was bad. People died, homes were lost, people had damage. You know, that was the moment that they, and they got stuck in New York. They couldn't. They, could, they were going to travel to other places, I think, and do speeches. And um, I think Washington, D.C., they were going to, and they couldn't get there because of the storm in New York. They had to postpone it a couple days. And, of course, they were going back to Guatemala at some point. And um, they were going to have their New Year's celebration on December 21st. And then, you know, my friend was going to go. My friends were going to go. And I thought, wow, that's me. You should come. I'm like, I'm not going to Guatemala in December. I, you know, I, I need a little more preparation for that. Central America, Latin America was not even on my radar then. And so here it is. It's 2012. And I am very fortunate and honored to be invited to this event. And I am listening to these men speak very seriously. And afterwards they'd spoken, you know, they were very serious that the, the world was changing and that we were having a massive change. Now these are people who spend time in their tribe. They're not like going to an office. They're spending time listening to the earth, looking at the earth, listening to the stars, meditating, doing rituals. They are looking at what the animals are doing. They are people of the earth. They are nature people. And they know when something is happening, okay? They're shamans. They're listening to, to the sounds of nature and the experience of Earth, Mother Earth, okay? So what happens? Um, they, they leave, and then I'm, I, I, well, they didn't leave just yet. They, at the end of the lecture, or whatever you want to call it, we went up to them and greeted them. And I was fortunate enough to go up to them. And they hugged each and every one of us that came in line and, and wanted to see them. Um, they hugged us. And there were like four or five of them. And they gave us each a hug. And I thought, oh, how lovely is that? They, they hugged us. When you were hugged by a Mayan, it's not like being hugged by your grandmother. Oh, honey, come here. Let me see you. You look so beautiful. It's not your grandmother. It's this powerful, unconditionally loving hug, but not with any real personal energy. It's like a universal, unconditional love. And it was unlike any energy I had ever experienced. And it was unlike any other hug I'd ever received. And it was a powerful hug, and it was an intense hug, and each one of them hugged you the same way. And they had no qualms about touching each other, you know. It wasn't, we're like, I don't know you, I'm not going to hug you, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it wasn't that at all. It was a universal love, and it was a universal welcome. And it was such a welcoming energy. It was just, and, and very div divine, you know. And I thought, wow, these, this is powerful. And it was like a blessing, you know. It was like being blessed. 
And so, and I know there are people who go to, there's a, there's a guru and she's the hugging mother. And it's like, it's probably a lot like that. Like there are people line up to hug her and she hugs them. Um, I've never been to one of those events, but I would imagine this is similar. And so I think back upon that experience. I took a couple of pictures at the time with my camera, but it was dark in the church and you couldn't really see what was going on. But I have these little photos of the Mayans. And this is a memory of my life. This is something I, I wouldn't forget. And why am I bringing this up now? I'm bringing this up now because I, I'm, I'm doing some work. I'm studying this fifth dimension Reiki. And I've been hearing a lot about um, us moving from the third dimension to the fifth dimension. And that what this 3D world we live in is shifting. And I think this is what they were talking about. Because, you know, when you walked, I walked around Park Slope after that, and their people were putting up, like, their chalkboards outside their cafes saying, come celebrate us, have a beer, the Mayans were wrong. And I'm like, no, the Mayans weren't wrong. Now, life is a process. And this was the beginning of the process. Yeah, their calendar ended. But they were showing us that there is a new path coming. And I think that's what we're in now. And... This whole mess of the world right now and the division and the this fear and the anxiety and the, all, everything is part of the entree into this new time. And you might say, well, this doesn't sound like some golden age, Debs. This doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. But before something beautiful happens, sometimes there's got to be darkness and I think we're in the period of darkness before something major happens. That does not mean tomorrow. Like the Mayans were not saying, okay, on the 21st of December, the world is going to like shift and change and you're going to feel it immediately. You're going to wake up different. We're not going to wake up different tomorrow. We are work waking up differently every day, but boy, do I feel different than I did six months ago. I feel different than I did two weeks ago. And there is a major shift going on. Now, I'm doing a lot of internal work. I am. And naturally, I'm going to shift and I'm going to change. But I think the world is in a massive, massive shift. And ultimately, it's going to be fine and it's going to be good. But right now, we're just, we just feel like we're in hell. And so we have to keep our focus and our energies on something higher and transcendental. And the more transcendental we become the less we are um, worried about what tomorrow is going to bring because we're transcending it, okay? And so that's my little speech um, this week. And I think that it's important to pay attention to um, your intuition, to your heart, and to be very open and know that we are moving into something grander and bigger and more powerful than we have been. And whenever something like that happens, there is a period of darkness before that does happen. And that's what we're in. And, you know, there's no excuse, you know, we, we can't just say, oh, well, it's dark and I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to roll over and die. I'm going to roll over and go back to sleep. I'm just not going to participate in life anymore because it's too dark. We, we have to do things like meditate. We have to do things like heal ourselves. We have to keep everybody else's spirits um, together. And I think this is what, you know, it's been coming to me lately. This is what they were talking about. But they didn't warn us about 
this time period. You know, it never becomes fantastic immediately. That's just not realistic. There is a process and we're in it. And so last week's new moon and the process of this past week has brought this home to me. And um, those are earth-based cultures, the Mayans, you know, the shamans. Um, and these are important times to consult people like that. And my shaman is always telling me, always telling me how much we are in a very profound changing time and that Mother Earth is crying for our help and that we're crying for her help at the same time. And we are, we are, as you know. So that earthbound new moon that was in earth signs and trining Uranus in an earth sign was a very powerful turning point. And it made me recognize and realize, you know, you go to a volcano and you have a volcano outside your window and you spend time in volcanic hot springs and you go, uh, yeah, things, there's, there's an energy shift. It's, and you pick up the codes, you know, you go places and you get the energetic codes of the places you visit and the energetic codes of the people you connect to. And so when I connected to the Mayans, that was part of it. Now, um, that means this week, you know, there, well, we've got some changes. We've got Venus and we've got Mars. Venus just went into Scorpio and Mars is going into Libra this week. And they are technically in each other's signs. I know Mars rules Aries, but it used to rule Scorpio before there was Pluto. And there has been a whole lot of Venus and Mars energy. And this is it, guys. Venus and Mars, are they have a story for us. And we've got to pay attention. And they are now in sort of what we call a mutual reception. And they are really... Venus is unconditional love. Mars in Libra does not want to fight. It hates arguing when it's in Libra. It's in Venus a sign of peace. But Venus is feisty when she's in Scorpio, even though she's in her, her detriment and Mars is in his detriment. So we got to try to get along with each other right now. And it might feel like it's a little harder until Venus goes into Sag in about a month. Um, but this is what we've got on our plate. And Venus and Mars were together back in July. And they were in a you know, in a conjunction, which they only do every two years, but they're going to be in conjunction again in a few months and they're going to stay together for a while. They are talking to each other directly right now in this mutual reception and they are the relationship planets. Now, yes, the sun and the moon are relationships too. Everything's a relationship, but Venus and Mars are asking us to listen to how we relate to one another and pay attention to how we relate to one another and work together, not be divided. Okay. And this is complicated right now. It's very complicated. Mars goes into Libra. Mars is a self-oriented planet. It belongs in a self-oriented sign of Aries. It's in Libra. This is not a, um, self-oriented planet. It's about the other person. It's about fairness and justice. And sometimes when Mars is in Libra, it doesn't do the fair, just thing. It does what it's right for itself. So we have to be acutely aware of how we're handling other people in our lives right now. And we need to be kind because, you know, Libra's polite and we need to not be snippy because Venus is in Scorpio and, you know, she can be a little, a little feisty there. And we need to be able to talk to one another in a way that is significant and meaningful and um, 
gets to the heart of matters. And we need, we need to keep our hearts open. And when we um, have this experience in these next weeks of Venus and Mars in mutual reception, they're still talking to each other. They're still connecting. They're, the planets are asking us to balance the male and female energies, which we always have to do, even with, you know, the sun and the moon. The moon is Luna. She's lunar. And the sun is masculine energy. And we are needing to balance our male and female sides. Everybody has that. No matter who you are, what your preference is, what you identify as, we all have male and female energies. Everybody has Venus and Mars in their charts. Everybody has the sun and the moon in their charts. And so we have to keep our hearts open to each other. We have to reach out and touch and have uh, uh, lend a hand. And we have to be connected and, and speak with heartfelt empathy and connection to one another. Okay. That's what's going to get us through this. That's what's going to get us through this because it ain't looking any better. And, you know, I have a friend who's, who was going to have a, a, a beautiful, um, retreat here in 2022 and now she's not going to do it. Um, so that means we're, we're going into another year, which will be the third year technically of people not being able to do what they want to do. And I was sad for her. I, I looked at her Facebook page the other day, and I'm like, wow, she's canceling that retreat. And she was really excited about it. And um, I had to postpone my retreat. You know, I don't know that we're going to be able to do it. I'm hoping we can reschedule it for next year, but we've got to see. So we got we to gotta be there for each other. And Venus and Mars connecting like this, okay, they're in detriment. We're not, we don't want to be there for each other. We want to be there for ourselves. Well, we have to be there for ourselves, or we can't be there for each other. But we have to, have to make this connection and make this um, balance of, of energy. And we've got to stop fighting. Everybody's got to stop disagreeing and they've got to stop being divided. We've got to pull through this together. It's the only way. And so the sun opposes Neptune on Tuesday, the same day that Mars goes into Libra. And so things and boundaries get a little bit blurred. But... Um, I think that we have to, we don't have a lot of energy. You know, Mars going to Libra, it's not feisty. It's a polite energy. Um, there's no fire in the sky. The sun, which is the life force, the radiance, is opposing Neptune. Like when we had Mars going past Neptune on the 2nd of September, it was just like exhaustion. And there may be a little bit of tiredness tomorrow too, opposite Neptune. So, um tomorrow and Tuesday as the sun approaches Neptune. And that's going to happen in the wee hours, Tuesday morning in my region. And Mars will go into Libra later that evening. But, you know, later in the week, um, on Thursday, the sun will trine Pluto. So that's good. But we are moving out of Virgo. We're going to next week in about a week and a half, we're going to go into Libra. And then we're going to have that Rocktober again. Remember last year I said Rocktober? Yeah, we're having Rocktober. Um, Rocktober is, is, uh, it's going to rock in October. It's going to rock because we've got four planets going direct within 10 days of each other. So we have a lot of work to do on ourselves. We're not finished. We've got to stop this, um, division and we have to, you know, take Mars, the warrior planet, and use it to the best of our ability, even though it's in its detriment in Libra. And it's going to be there till like the end of October. 
um, before it goes into Scorpio that it likes very much. Um, yeah, on the 30th of October, it'll go into Scorpio. So we got a while, a month and a half. And we have to take care of each other. And Libra is relationships. And our energy needs to be put forth in relationships. And we need to work through things together. And Venus and Mars are really giving us the answers right now. And I think there's a whole lot to do with Venus. Um, the Mayans put a lot of emphasis on Venus. And she's the goddess. She's Gaia. She's Mother Earth in, in, in that way. She's, she is the goddess and we need to respect her. And um, when we've got um, Venus in Scorpio... She gets disposed of by Pluto. Pluto is in Capricorn, gets disposed of by Saturn. Saturn is in Aquarius, disposed of by Uranus, which is in Taurus, which brings us back to Venus. So there is this ring disposition in the sky now that Venus is no longer ruling the heavens. There's a ring disposition in the sky with Venus um, going to this loop through Pluto and Saturn and Uranus. That's deep and intense and powerful. And then, but Venus is the only inner planet in that loop. And so I think she has a lot of information for us now. And I think while she's in Scorpio for this next month, we have to dig deep into our feelings because Venus is about feelings too and understand the transformation that we're all in. Understand what our role is, understand how to move forward understand that we are ascending to a new time and understand each other and attempt to understand each other. And it's more complicated when Venus and Mars are in their detriment places, but they are talking to each other and they're going to continue to talk to each other for a while. So, um, Venus is love. Venus is unconditional love. It's also our values and what we value and what we connect to. And Mars is what we desire as well as Venus. You know, they're both what we desire. And Mars is what we go after and what we assert ourselves to and what where we're confident. And so do you want to be confident in relationships? You know, Mars and Libra, yeah, that can make you confident in relationships. Um, do you value your relationships? Yeah, so we, we need to step in and maybe stop being divided and value our relationships and be grateful for, you know, the, the people in our lives um, because we're in, you know, we're in very complicated times and there's no easy answer and it's not looking like it's ending anytime soon. I do know that I was skeptical when people said, oh, we're ascending to the fifth dimension. And then I started studying fifth dimension Reiki and I'm like, we're ascending to the fifth dimension. And it feels good there. You know, when I go into that space, it feels really good there. And it's because of the unconditional love because that's what the fifth dimension's about. Now, once I'm going to, I'm going to finish up my third level this week, hurrah, and then I'll be um, putting together a webinar about that. So stay tuned because I think it's important um, for people to know, even if they're not interested in a session or studying Reiki, um, this is something that is, it's extraordinarily powerful and extraordinarily helpful. Um, but we are ascending to a new time. And I think it's important that we treat each other with, with gold and with love and with consideration and 
with compassion and empathy and truly try to get along, you know. I don't expect it to be easy with the sun opposing Neptune. People just don't understand. Um, people are tired. People need to have empathy more than ever when the sun is opposite Neptune because it's an opposition. It's the other person. Um, people need to also keep their boundaries. And it's not us against them. We're all in this together, folks. Okay? And with Mars and Venus not in the best of places for each other. Um, they are talking to each other. So we have to take example and learn to talk to one another more politely and not start a war. There's no fire in the sky. There's no fire in the sky. Okay. And Mars is in Libra and Mars really should not start a war when it's in Libra. So on that note, the moon is in Sag. There's our fire. Congratulations. Yeah, we've got a couple days of fire with the moon in Sag. And um, it will go into Capricorn on Tuesday in the wee hours. So like the void is in the wee hours on Tuesday, the 14th. And gosh, you know, it's hard to believe that September is going to be half over this week. It's <laughs> just, and it's kind of weird to look at it that way because it just started like well, you just started, but we're, today's the 12th, you know, so we're, we're in a, we're in a phase of like time flying. Um, it'll be in Capricorn. The moon will be, uh, Wednesday and it's Yom Kippur. Um, happy holidays for all who are celebrating. Um, it'll be in Capricorn and go void in the wee hours again on Thursday when it enters Aquarius at 11:23 a.m. it will be void in the morning in Capricorn. So that's Eastern time 11:23 a.m. on Thursday the moon goes into Aquarius and Friday all day it'll be in Aquarius and then it's void most of next Saturday the 18th. Um and so the Void will end at 4.22 p.m. Eastern Time when uh, the moon enters Pisces. It'll be Pisces the rest of next weekend. And when we meet again, it will be on the verge of the full moon, which is in Pisces. Okay, and that's going to be very late in um, the day on Monday. Eh, not so much late in the day, Monday. It's, um, yeah, it'll be in the early evening. Um, but it's a full moon in Pisces. It's late in the sign because we're moving into, uh, you know, the end of Virgo. So it's the end of Pisces where the, where the full moon is. And so when we meet again next week, we'll talk about that full moon. Okay, that's about it. Um, by the way, those of you who are trying to find me on YouTube, who are used to finding me on YouTube, if you're listening to this podcast, um, Podbean doesn't automatically send to YouTube anymore. And so it used to be that I published the podcast and it went to Twitter and it went to my website and it went to YouTube and Facebook and wherever else. And YouTube doesn't do that. YouTube stopped that. I think it was sometime last year and it was really kind of complicated. And then I had to keep uploading it. And now it's it's like not doing it at all or it does it like once a month. Um, in any event, if you are listening to this, do not go to YouTube to find my podcast. I am available on Spotify. I'm available on Apple. I'm available on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. And I'm available on, um, you know, the Podbean website. And 
Um, and if you'd like to have a session with me, you can go to the goldenastrologer.com and book online. And if you'd like to see more of me, you can go to my Instagram, the golden astrologer and, uh, take a look at what I have to say and what I'm sharing. And I do astrology videos and I'll be talking about Mars and Libra and stuff this week. And, um, I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. This has been a lovely experience. May you have a beautiful rest of the week and a start to your week. And remember the Mayans and remember that we're all in this together and unconditional love is the order of the day. Gratitude to all of you for listening. Thank you.